0: Welcome, lovely listeners, to another enchanting episode of A Year of Tears and Laughter. I am your producer, author, sound engineer, and editor, Crystal Hostler. and this February, we're diving deep into the whimsical world of romance with a twist. In this episode, Celestial Connections, we get an opportunity to laugh a little, or maybe a lot. Thank you to our talented cast, Dory Tipler, Renee Hostler. Devin Berger, Eli Hostler, Tiffany Hostler, Madison Farringer, Olga Hostler, and Crystal Comunces. Our goal is to bring you an episode each month, and this month we just made the deadline. So grab your favorite beverage, cozy up, and prepare to be swept away on a whirlwind adventure of love, laughter, and a sprinkle of magic. Celestial Connections is about to begin.
1: Welcome, welcome. It is that time of year again where many have happily paired off and are celebrating new, old, or renewed commitments of love. I am your guide tonight as we follow two unsuspecting Cupid agents. I will also be the one responsible for adding sound effects, so be sure to use your imagination. When we hear the word Cupid, we might think of a diapered cherub with a bow and arrow, but it is just a red herring, a ruse, if you will. Cupid is an acronym for an agency that covertly strikes to spark joy and love in the human population, although some rogue agents may have given their attention to other species. Cupid actually stands for charm, understanding, passion, intuition, and devotion. Since man stood upright and took their first step, Cupid agents were on the job. As a side note, Cupid was the Roman name for Eros, the god of love. This agency was built off of that mythology, but Cupid is so much more palatable than Eros, so pardon the mixing of Greek and Roman mythology. Here they come now. We will remain on scene and follow seasoned veteran Lupidius and Rookie Venusia.
2: (coughs) Venusia, the most important thing to remember is that you cannot reveal who you are. We are secret agents, and our secret cannot be let known to the mortals.
3: I know, I know. I cannot wait to get my first match under my belt. I'm gonna be so good at this. I was top of the class in simulated matches.
2: <laughs> Simulations are just that. They are not organic. It is much more difficult to manipulate the real subjects and make them see what is obvious. Humans can be so blind sometimes.
3: Lapidus, you locked out with me. I'm the best rookie this side of Mount Olympus. You just relax and let me handle things tonight. You probably haven't had a break in centuries.
2: <laughs> Whoa there. You might just be a bit too eager. Your goal as a rookie is to learn from your mentor, who just so happens to be me. Step back and be sure to listen tonight.
3: Sure, sure. Who's our first mark?
2: (sighs) Our first match is between Alexa and Morgan. Both attend their local university, and both are too busy gazing at stars to wish upon them for the match. This one should be straightforward. An easy start to get you adjusted to field work.
3: Let's get going, then. This match won't make itself!
1: Our duo of matchmakers is off, and we now zoom in to find their marks. What lies in front of us, in this rural field, are a bunch of students and various other members of the local astronomy organization. The host of this year's Valentine's Day viewing party is Morgan, one of the persons of interest in the upcoming matchmaking event.
4: Manny, you can set up right there. Be sure to focus on the moon. That's where you'll be able to observe Jupiter. The sky's a quite the Valentine's Day gift for us tonight.
1: Alexa is an astronomy student who has been so focused on her studies and making it through the many years of schooling she has ahead of her. She has pinned love and relationships on the farthest star in the Milky Way galaxy. Here she comes now.
5: Oh no! I hope I'm not too late. I am so sorry. Here, let me help.
1: Seems like we have a rough start. Where is our duo of matchmakers? At this rate, Alexa will have knocked down the entire viewing party. of the I
5: am sorry.
2: You see, we must dress and act like the stargazers. Undercover work, you understand?
3: I get it, but why do they have to wear such unnatural fabrics? They irritate my aura.
2: Ah, I see one of our persons over there by the footpath. It seems like... She has placed herself well away from the others.
3: Do you suppose she is the reason the others are frantically trying to upright their scopes? They seem rather bothered by her presence.
2: If you would have read the case file, you would have known that Alexa can be a bit clumsy and unintentionally destructive.
3: Sure, sure. You go set up by her and I'll go find the other one.
2: One moment, my eager one. Survey the scene before you jump right in. I believe Alexa might need some more encouragement and maybe some assistance. She seems a bit flustered. You help her and I will search for Morgan.
3: Fine. Excuse me, human. Do you need some assistance? Um, what did you say?
5: I'm here to help you. Please tell me what you need. Um, no thank you. I've got it all handled. There is plenty of space over there for you to set up. But it is my job to assist you.
3: Just tell me what I can do for you and I will do it.
5: Oh. Uh, you must be with the director. Don't worry about me. I have been setting up telescopes and viewing the stars and planets since I was little. I don't need help. I am just a little frazzled because I got here late. Those people over there might need some help, though. I sort of knocked over their scopes. Not on purpose, though. I tend to be a bit clumsy when I'm rushing. No,
3: I have specific instructions to stay by your side and assist you. If you don't need anything,
5: maybe we can chat
3: about what you're interested in.
5: Uh, you know what? I do need help. I dropped my very expensive lens cover on the ground somewhere on my way over here. Would you see if you can find it as I finish setting up? That would really help me out.
3: I will not fail you in this mission. When I get back, then we can chat.
1: So much for all those simulations. Real people can be a bit more cunning than their technological counterparts. I have a feeling Venusia will not be finding that lens cap anytime soon. Let's check on the veteran.
4: Thanks, Manny. That'll be fine. Oh, nice to see you, Sam. And I see you brought your wife this year. Congratulations. Danica, I'm happy to see you back. I'll be sure to stop over and have a nip of your homemade wine again. Us singletons have to stick together. Uh, Another year gone and not one date to show for it. I must be cursed.
2: Beautiful night tonight, isn't it?
4: Yes, it's amazingly clear. If I wasn't an avid stargazer, I would certainly be impressed with the clarity of the sky.
2: You know, there is more to these stars than meets the eye. They have a way of connecting people, a way of bringing them together. Just take a look at this field full of individuals. The organizer must be proud of this crowd.
4: Thank you. I am. I'm Morgan. It's nice to meet you. Welcome to our Valentine's Day viewing party. I don't think I've seen you here before.
2: I have a way of staying of noticed. But I'm not one for large crowds. I do enjoy people watching, though. For instance, those two who are more interested in each other tonight than the magical presence of Jupiter.
4: Those two met last year at this very event. Lovers meeting underneath the blanket of stars.
2: And yet, you appear to be alone. Perhaps you will find a partner underneath the sky soon. Maybe even tonight.
4: History just proves that the stars have other plans in mind for me when it comes to relationships. They are always so Shakespearean.
2: What do you mean by that?
4: They're always star-crossed, doomed to end in failure.
2: Shakespeare wasn't an expert in love. He was very good at tragedy, though. The stars can lead one to love if they know how to look.
4: Looking isn't my problem. It's finding the time amongst all that I have to do. Graduate school is not easy, and there are just not enough hours in the day to do all I need to do and all I want to do. Even organizing this took time I just didn't have, but I do love to come out here and gaze up at the stars.
2: I do believe the stars have something special in store for you tonight. Just give them a chance.
4: You seem to be quite the romantic, but not really my
2: type. (laughs) I swear on Zeus, I am not your match. I am a romantic, though. I heard you could see Perseus and Andromeda in the sky tonight. Do you know
4: the story of Perseus and Andromeda? Most of the time, there are consequences involving gods playing around with mortal affairs of love. First, your mother has to sacrifice you because she is so proud of your beauty. Chained to a rock awaiting your death from a sea monster, a hero sees your beauty from atop a noble, winged steed and plans to rescue you. Then, at your wedding, your husband sort of kills your dad. Our view is a little obstructed here. Let's move over there and see if we can see the constellations more clearly.
1: Morgan and Lupidius make their way to the open spot by Alexa, but stumble upon Venusia crawling on the ground.
4: Sorry, I almost stepped on your hand. Can I help you find something?
3: Oh, I'm sorry to get in your way. I was sent on a mission, and I'm failing at it miserably. My human destruction lives <coughs> and I've been given the task of recovering it.
4: Did you just say you're
2: human? Oh, dear friend, why don't you join us? We were just heading over there to see Perseus and Andromeda.
3: Oh, such a nice couple. I was just talking to Zeus the other day about that.
2: Are you okay? Uh, No, I just had a tickle, that is all. Lead the way. I'm anxious to have you show me the stars.
1: Morgan leads the way and they arrive at the clearing where Alexa has set up her scope. Time to watch the master and the apprentice at work.
4: Excuse me, can I cram in here a little bit? This really is an excellent viewpoint for seeing the constellations of Perseus and Andromeda.
5: Sure, I set up here for a similar reason. I am hoping to get a photograph of the heart and soul nebula that lies near Perseus and Cassiopeia.
4: such a stunning sight. Are you familiar with astronomy then?
5: I am currently an undergraduate student and hope to continue on. To become an astrophysicist. I love nights like this where I can just forget everything going on around me and focus on the stars.
4: I'm Morgan. I'm the organizer of this event and a postgraduate student at the university. I'm surprised our paths are not crossed. I'm working with Professor Berger right now and hope to teach at the university once I get my doctorate.
5: I had Professor Berger last semester! Wow! It is so nice to meet you. And that, my
2: young one, is how it is done.
5: I don't even know what happened. How did you do
2: that so easily? They really only need the slightest nudge to get them dislodged from their current path. You were trying way too hard. Remember, less is more.
3: I guess I should start listening to you more.
2: I was sort of tuning you out before. It is time to move on to our next couple. Just look at how happy these two are.
5: Fantastic! I have never been there, but always wanted to try their pretzel sticks and beer cheese. It is a date.
4: I know this event wraps up around midnight, but do you want to stay a little longer and get a good view of the Ring Nebula? It's truly a sight to see, and I can tell you the story of how my father proposed to my mother while viewing it.
2: Time to go. Remember, be
1: discreet.
3: Oh, right. Let's go.
1: With match number one down, our duo moves on to the next group of unsuspecting subjects. This time we travel to a quaint little ice cream shop where a set of teenagers are working on Valentine's evening. Even young love needs a nudge from Cupid sometimes. It appears our agents have landed. I hope it goes much easier for them when they're landing.
2: Next time, when I say steer left, I don't mean at a race car driver's pace. I'm embarrassing glad no one saw that. I have not crash landed since my early 100s.
3: Sorry. I'm just excited to get another try. Can I be lead agent on this one?
2: Please. Let us survey the situation first and make a call from there.
3: Where are we,
2: anyway? This is Berwick, Pennsylvania, a nice little borough that has a rather delightful ice cream shop and diner. Come over here and look in the window. You will see our next match. So young and new at love.
3: Will this match last for the rest of their lives?
2: Oh, there's no way to tell. Our job is to bring people together when they ignore all the signs and nudges the universe puts out there for them. It is up to them to keep the spark going once we help to ignite it. They are young, so it could be the start of something forever, or it could be one of many new beginnings.
3: They could have covered it in class. I just might have tuned the teacher out. Did I tell you I was number one on the simulation, though? (laughs)
2: I believe you have mentioned that. Shall we go inside?
3: Ouch! Uh,
2: You are a bit over-eager. We cannot
1: go through walls when people are watching. Might I suggest the door?
3: Oh, right. The door.
1: As our duo goes around to the door, we can see our two dutiful employees who have always worked well together, staring at the spot where the agents were just standing and watching. When they saw the strangers outside staring in, they started laughing with each other. But when the one tried to walk through the window, they really start laughing. Our agents are not off to a very good start.
6: Hey, Emily. You know, it has been exactly a year since we started working together.
7: Yeah, you're right. Time sure does fly. I still remember our first shift last Valentine's Day. Do you remember the couple that wanted a large strawberry shake with two straws? They weren't very pleased when they tried drinking it together. And ended up with shake all over their laps.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There you two are. Two hearts we need to unite.
7: Excuse me? Are you
6: talking to us? Is your friend okay?
3: (laughs) They are fine. Uh,
2: They are just practicing their lines for our Valentine's show tonight. They get to play the role of Cupid.
1: Lupidius has always been quick on their feet. Luckily, the teenagers have seen so many strange things in their line of work, they are able to just ignore these weird customers and continue on.
7: Can I take your order, then? Picking up dinner before
1: the show? Certainly. We are not
2: from around here.
7: What would you suggest?
2: Um, well, you can never go
6: wrong with a burger and fries. Although my favorite is the hot sausage.
7: Me too. It is certainly overlooked. Definitely my go-to. You two have so much in common.
3: What else do you like? Love matches don't always have to share interests, but it does help.
2: Did you just say- love matches? Don't mind them. They are just trying to stay in character. Would you stop saying those types of things? We will take two hot sausage baskets, please.
3: Gotcha. Anything else? I will be having the strawberry milkshake with two straws, please. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Why are they laughing? (laughs) Didn't they say that you drink strawberry shakes with two straws on Valentine's
7: Day? You must have heard us talking a moment ago. We were sharing a moment from when we first met. It was a crazy night with some crazy lovesick couple. Take my advice. Don't share a shake. Get your own. It's safer that way.
6: Here is your tag.
2: We will call your number when it is ready. Should I change it to two shakes? Two shakes, please. Can you make it to go? Thank you. Let's wait over here.
1: Our agents move off to the side to perhaps plan. Venusia is sure eager to make a match, but they certainly need to work on their approach. Let's see what our teenagers think.
7: They are a bit strange. We might be able to top our story off from last Valentine's Day if they keep it up.
6: Emily, it is always fun working with you. I never laugh like that or have as much fun at work when I work with Jessica or Drew. Thanks for making my shifts fun.
7: I like working with you, too. It certainly makes nights like these go faster. Beep! Gotta go get the fries. Be right back.
6: Why is it so hard for me to tell Emily I like her? She's the only reason I'm still working
2: here. All right, here's your chance. Jordan likes Emily, and Emily likes Jordan. You need to help give Jordan the courage to speak up. He needs to let Emily know it so that she isn't afraid to tell him that she feels the same. Don't be weird. Speak like a normal person. Pretend you are a human. I... Can do this. You can do this.
3: I was wondering if you could help me.
6: Do you want to add something to your order?
3: Mm, No. I was wondering if I could ask a question. Sure. How do I tell my mortal boyfriend that I like them?
6: Why do you say things like that? Are you from Pennsylvania or Transylvania?
3: Well, I live in Greece normally.
1: We fly down when it's time to work. What you cannot see, dear audience, is that Lupidius is frantically waving their arms and shaking their head no. Jordan happens to have his body angled away, but Venusia realizes that they might have said too much again. Hopefully they can readjust.
3: I mean that we fly down and all around in an airplane, not just by ourselves.
6: I didn't assume you could just sprout wings and fly. I may still be in high school and work at an ice cream shop, but I am not dumb.
3: I can clearly see you are of an an acceptable intelligence level. That is why I'm seeking your advice.
6: Okay. If it will get this conversation over with quicker, shoot. What was your question again?
3: Well, you see, I work with someone whom I really like. And I want to tell all of them this, but I'm just unsure how to do it. What would you do? Isn't that
6: a bit personal for a stranger you've just met?
3: Well, I can tell you're smitten with your co-worker, and I'm wondering how you told her.
6: Oh, well, you see, um, I haven't. But I want to. I guess we are in the same boat. Shh. Here she comes. Don't say anything.
7: Hi there again. Your order is almost ready. Do you need anything else?
1: Venusia glances back at Lupidius and gives them a thumbs up. It seems that a light bulb moment has just occurred and they have developed a plan. After winking at Jordan, who shrinks back, Venusia continues.
3: Advice. You see, I work with someone whom I really like. I want to tell them this, but I'm unsure how to do it. What would you do? You mean the old one you came with tonight?
7: I don't know if that would be very wise.
3: Oh, Zeus no. That makes me
7: laugh ever so much. <laughs> If I liked a co-worker, I would probably try to work with them every chance I got. Maybe manipulate the schedule or trade shifts.
6: Emily, quick question.
7: What's your question,
6: Jordan? You know, Emily, I've really enjoyed working with you, and we make a great team. But I am wondering about something. Yes. You make the schedule, right? Right. And you schedule us together on purpose, right? Yes. So you might say that you like working with me more than anyone else, right?
7: Yes, Jordan. We kind of already discussed this. What are you getting in that Order up. Number 33. I'll get it. You wait here. That was a bit strange. Your order will be right up. How would you like to
3: pay? Close the deal.
7: You've got this.
3: Cash, please. I'm impressed that you two work so well together while being in a relationship. I couldn't work with my partner. Oh, well, we are not together. Oh, my apologies. I just thought... Never mind. Why did you think that? It's just the way he looks at you when you're not looking. The way he laughs with you. He is certainly smitten. I just assumed you felt the same based on how you do the same thing when he isn't looking. You could see that, huh?
7: I thought I was playing down my feelings so well. Do you think you noticed? Here he comes. Why don't you ask him?
6: Ask me what? Here is your order. Nate knocked over one of the shakes, so I had to quickly remake it.
7: Before you got the order, you were asking me a bunch of questions. What were you trying to say?
6: Um, well, it being Valentine's and all, I wanted to see if you would schedule some time for us to go see a movie after work. There is a late showing of Scream at the theater for Valentine's Day.
7: I love classic horror movies. Okay, I will go, but on one condition. What is it? I will go if... if we call it a date.
6: Really?
1: Deal! And at the sound of that bell, our agent's exit with the second match of the evening.
3: That was awesome! I didn't even call them humans or say anything weird. I just hinted a little bit, and they took the bait. Is it always that
2: easy? You were certainly better, but we just need to have you work on being a bit more natural. It is not always so easy, but generally, a little nudge in the right direction is all they need. That, and maybe a small dosing of bravery. Teen love is one of the easiest, of course, though. All those hormones help.
3: I feel like I could do this all night.
2: <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, but we only have one more case on our docket tonight. It is an easy one.
3: Really? Really? Just one? Can I do it?
2: Sure. It is just a matter of utilizing Maneuver 109.
3: Maneuver 109? I don't think they talked about that in class.
2: It is a classic. With all the technology and simulations you young recruits use, I'm not surprised they forgot to teach Maneuver 109.
3: Well, can you show me? I feel like I should know.
2: Better than show you, I will teach you. You have been preparing for this one all night. Our next match is about to come in contact with each other a few streets over. Let's go.
1: With that, our Cupid agents fly over to a local park where residents like to go and walk their dogs, and sometimes their children. (laughs) It is here where our last couple will meet their fate. We see two older people walking their respective dogs, unaware of each other's existence. It is dark, but the pathway is lit up nicely, giving a fairy-like glow. Our agents appear and take in the scene. We
2: have to act quickly. Maneuver 109 has to be executed at the precise moment.
3: Tell me what to do.
2: Starting over by the bench, you will just jog toward the woman walking her dog,
1: passing the gentleman walking towards her. Are you sure? Absolutely. Count to ten and then go. Amongst the ranks, only Lupidius used Maneuver 109, but every time they executed it, they executed it flawlessly. Here the unsuspecting couple comes. Let me set it. Gloria approaches from the west side of the park along the path with her ankle-biting little schnauzer. Paul approaches from the east, walking his massive Great Dane. They have both been widowed for a decade and have lived fulfilling but ordinary lives. A feeling of something missing has gotten stronger over the last few years. This is where our agents come in. And action! Here comes Venusia, running past Paul. Just as they pass Paul, Lupidius runs in and knocks Venusia over. Our dog-walking seniors are startled, as are their dogs. Barking and Susan. Lupidius runs off, leaving quite a commotion behind.
4: Hey, hey, check it out, boy. Oh dear, are you You alright? Can you stand?
3: I'm okay. No harm. Who would be so kind to call off your dog, though?
1: Oh, Chaucer, come. Down.
4: Pardon me. Did you say Chaucer?
6: Well, of course I did, because that's his name.
4: (laughs) Well, this beast of mine is also a Chaucer, named after a favorite poet.
6: As is mine.
4: You a fan of Canterbury Tales?
6: I am. I've always been intrigued by the works of Chaucer and other philosophers. I used to teach at the university, but now that I'm retired, I rarely find a captive audience anymore.
4: Well, I would love to hear your take on his contemporary, Thomas Ha,
6: <laughs> Don't get me started on him. Uh, I'm Gloria, and of course you've met Chaucer. I was just heading home, but I could be convinced to meet up for coffee tomorrow morning.
4: Well, that would be lovely. There's this quaint little coffee shop on the corner. I'm Paul, by the way. I've been waiting to discuss this article on the Book of the Duchess I recently found.
1: With swift action, our agents added another match to their tally. We watch as a nice couple and their adorable dogs take leave, leaving Venusia on the ground and all. And now let's see how our agents wrap up their evening. Lupidius helps up a stunned Venusia.
3: They forgot all about me. It was like an instant connection, though.
1: That is precisely how Maneuver 109
2: works.
3: Wait a minute. What exactly is Maneuver 109? I didn't think you had a chance to employ it.
2: That is the magnificence of Maneuver 109. You just need to get them to stop and look long enough to see each other. That couple has probably passed each other day after day and never realized they had so much in common.
3: So basically, you had me create a distraction, and then they did the rest of the work themselves? More or less. You also
2: had to know from the case file that they were both fans of Chaucer, and that they walked their dogs at the same time every evening. You know, do your research.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> research. I sort of forgot that part.
2: So, what have you learned tonight on your first assignment?
3: Well, first, do your research.
2: (laughs) Yes, but what did you learn? Uh, Maneuver 109? Closer. What did you learn?
0: Mm.
3: Oh, it really is just as easy as Maneuver 109. You just gotta give it a little push.
2: Exactly. I think you will be just fine. You started out a little awkward, but by the end, I think you got it.
3: Now that our evening is done, what do we do?
2: I'm not sure what you are going to do, but I'm going back to headquarters to participate in our annual Valentine's Day bingo. You know, where we trade stories and see if we had it on our bingo cards this year. I have a feeling Maneuver 109 is gonna win big for me.
1: And with a flutter of wings, our agents have left another Valentine's Day a little happier than when it started. Three matches and three new stories that will be told over and over. I am off as well. There may not be any matches for our agents, but the hour is still early and maybe an agent is waiting out there for me. Until next year.
0: I hope you have enjoyed this month's episode. We at Berwick Black Box Theater hope to see you again next month. Thank you to Pixby for providing royalty-free sound effects and music. Songs were provided by the following artists with their permission. Julius H. Shinden Beats Music Light Saturation Light Saturation give 1978 red productions the mountain music for videos and victorian trust thank you to the berwick innovation center and the martzes for providing us a space to record be sure to spread the word and help get us heard yours truly crystal hostler